0: Today is another episode of Masters of the Craft, which is a um, really important episode for us, actually a really important series. I think it's more about speaking to people who are masters of their trade as opposed to business owners. So it really gives you a good understanding of how you know people do their business and how they get to the top of their game. Uh, so on that note, we've got David Coleman from Positive Lending with us today, who is... Um, I'm going to give you the wrong title now because I know you're, you're a fantastic business development manager, but are you, are you sales director?
1: Head of sales.
0: Head of sales. Head of sales, Got Head of, yeah. sales of Positive Lending. Um, so I just want to talk to David about his kind of journey and what he thinks makes good BDMs, good brokers, and kind of go through that, that financial services journey with him. So thank you, firstly, David, for, for joining me. Thank you, mate. Good you. to be on. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's all, I've, been, I've been asking you for a while, so it's good to, uh, <laughs> good to get you on. So, so t- tell us about your, your financial services journey up till now.
1: Well, I think like the majority of the industry, I fell into it by pure accident. Um I don't know how old I was, I was in my, my uh, teens at the time, uh, but you're talking, what, four, four or five years before credit crunch happened, fell into a big loan broker house in Watford where I'm from, uh, stayed there for a couple of years, moved on to a, a smaller boutique-y kind of brokerage, and then the credit crunch happened, uh, yeah, and there fun. was an abundance of redundancies overnight, everyone was out of work, lenders were disappearing, all, all the stuff we're, we're aware of. Um that was my cue to disappear to Ibiza for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, jumped on a plane, had a good time, um, spun some records. So I in 2008
0: after the crash and you went to Ibiza. I think one of us got it right. I think that's probably <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then I, I returned um, not not so long after, uh, ended up going into insolvency because obviously that's mm. where the market big was business, to be yeah. there. Um, And uh, a big insolvency house had just opened up uh, quite local to where I was and I ended up staying there for five years I think four and a half five years yeah um, and then it I, I really enjoyed my time there but it just wasn't my passion really got into no. retail finance shortly after that for a little while that just what really wasn't my bag and then um the, the market started to pick up a little bit and then opportunities presented itself and effectively I was a, a smaller packager for a, a brief period of time got uh approached by my old boss back then jackson uh who got in contact had a, had a meeting with him and paul uh, and the rest is history uh, yeah. i haven't looked back i mean it'd be six years in july that i've been at positive amazing um, what, what, have so that, yeah. what have
0: you seen in that what have you seen in changes wise in that six years obviously the growth of them but um what uh yeah what have you seen kind of change in that time um with the business and, and how things have
1: developed yeah i mean our business is, is um has developed and grown uh, that we've added more products to our to our offering um, we've seen ups and downs obviously COVID we being part of that you know uh, you know the, every business probably suffered a little bit from that we've seen what's going on at the moment there's ups and downs all the time isn't it? every time you think you're coming through the other side yeah. something comes along to go no not today um but yeah I think yeah I think what what continues um and keeps us in the job, really, is the need for specialist lending and not so much the need There the, obviously there is a need on it, but it's the education in the market. Um, I was at an event last Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and a question was asked to the audience probably a room of 40 50 people how many people offer a second charge, predominantly filled by brokers. And about three people put their hands up, which just is a little bit scary. What do you do think you consider, that is? I mean,
0: obviously, hard there's hard. a need for you guys and packages and that kind of thing, but why? Why can't people do it themselves why do they need, is it an education thing or is it just a um yeah an i
1: mean i think as a broker um regardless if you're you know an AR or a da typically the work involved in it um yeah. you probably just go look do you know what the amount of work it takes to to do this now no, and i don't think any mortgage application is as straightforward as what no. it used to be. Although, you know, your customer would probably disagree with that because they just see you finding the product and going, here you go, it's more. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's no such thing as a vanilla it, case
0: anymore, is there? No,
1: they? absolutely. So, and and there's a lot more intricacy into, into the product itself and, and so on like that. You have to evidence a panel. So yeah, us as a business, we hold a market. We've got access to all the lenders. We do this day in, day out. We've got experts that work with it. We've got dedicated support from the lender. So, you know, you can you can work with us, whether that's an advisable package basis and know that you're in good hands.
0: Good. And just talking about COVID, I mean, I know you said it affected you, I mean, it affected yeah. everyone, but I mean, I was talking to a package the other day and they reckon there was something like 60% of their pipeline got wiped out um, in that kind of the Liz Truss uh, era, which yeah. was a shocker. I mean, how, how did that kind of, how did you bounce back from that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, COVID was, was a bit of a, a, a mad one because literally, I mean, it was thrown upon us. Uh, you know our working environment changed overnight so there's one dealing with that lenders then retracting from market disappearing products being pulled criteria being restricted surveyors not able to go so there was that, ele- that although it's only finite in the, in the grand scheme of things yeah that element of time of going what what is going on here are we going to survive can we actually lend what's going to happen with this pipeline um where are we on this now um but it, it, as as always the market bounced back pretty quickly mm-hmm. and workarounds were found whether that was desktop automated valves and you know all, all the kind of stuff that that lenders come out in with innovations to help keep, keep the ball rolling. Yeah. And I think it's happening the same at the moment, isn't it? Where, you know,
0: last week, a lot of rates got pulled. The swap <laughs> rates are coming down slightly again this week. It's a bit of a, yeah. you kind of got to constantly tell people not to panic, but it's really hard, isn't it? Because the, because the mainstream media want the opposite.
1: They've got a lot to answer for. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it is difficult, but I think that's the, that's the value of, of, of a good broker at the moment. Yeah. Really. And they are worth their weight in gold. Um, because actually they are the voice of reason and mm-hmm. they can say to their clients right just just calm down everything's no, gonna be all right because it will be all right yeah inevitably people yeah. always need a house they want to buy a house they need a roof over the head finance will need to be lent because that's what lenders do if they're not lending they're not operating so yeah. you know there I will mean, always be business to be done it's the
0: new normal isn't it you know when people have to get used to it and it's educating your clients on the new normal because i've spoke to so many brokers who said mm. people have come back and said that just seems really high but you know it's, yeah. you're comparing something completely different aren't you it's just it's the new uh new normal
1: it, it, it's a it's a funny one i think if you're a first time buyer and you never know knew what a one percent rate was and all of a sudden it's now can you afford it and do you want it that's that's the question yeah it's well, not, it should be the yeah, question all along shouldn't it can
0: you it's... afford
1: it do you want it if not don't don't have it, like it. It's... Yeah, exactly right and yeah, yeah and if you were used to having a one percent rate and all of a sudden it's jumping up to four percent it's going to be a shock to some, I mean, my mortgage has just done exactly the same mode it's going to go up by uh, uh, a bit too much for my liking uh, this month, but it, we are where we and you are. It's tough I'm luck, like... isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. That's it. But but it but it is what
0: it is. you are where we are. Mm. So yeah, and uh, yeah, you just have to allow for that, don't you? Hence the stress right. testing that um, yes. doesn't seem to apply now. Right. But um, cool. Let's let's go into kind of your personal brand then, because obviously I invited you on because you're very well known in the industry. You know, you you've done really well in regards to getting your kind of personal brand out there and that kind of thing. So. It'd be interesting to see, because you know, it's not just relevant to BDMs, you know, it's relevant to brokers too, how important that's been for you and what that's meant for your kind of career and, and whether that was strategic or you just kind of started it one day. Talk to me about your, your your social media presence and your personal branding as a whole.
1: Yes, I mean, look, I think LinkedIn has been around for, for donkeys. Um, I used it a little bit. My confidence wasn't there. I didn't really know what I was doing, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, but COVID is probably when it kicks in properly. Yeah. um we had just been added to a network in the market um roadshows lined up events lined up etc and then everyone was told don't leave your house so um inevitably all communication was kind of halted and um you know it distorted so it, there was little old me picking up the phone going hi it's dave from positive and people were <laughs> like who's dave who's positive go away yeah. leave me alone! we're in the middle of a crisis here <laughs> um, So i was like right how am i actually going to get some traction on what we're doing and that's where LinkedIn really came into it and I thought yeah. you know what we're locked up in our houses we're done whatever so even if everyone turns around and says what are you doing it doesn't really matter because I don't have to see anyone do I so <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I soon found that doing the personal side of it rather than just all corporate worked a lot better yeah and my ethos was that if I go and meet a new broker or a new client it's probably going to take me two or three meetings to actually or, and on both sides of the table to get comfortable with each other and actually yeah, understand yeah, build who trust. Our, do we want to work with each other can we work with each other is this okay whereas the the social element of linkedin and me kind of posting the way i do well people know i've got a son people know yeah. i'm married people know i like a bit of lego i like cooking <laughs> i like a whiskey i like a dj yeah they they all these kind of bits now when i walk into an event or a meeting now it finds like how's henry that's it yeah, exactly no one cares about me <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's good have you found that to be really beneficial because there are so many dinosaurs out there that say you know you're not you're not telling, telling people about the business and that kind of thing but actually without being disparaging to everyone everyone's kind of got the same products but you can't do that much more than someone else what you what you can do is get your personal brand across and really really show you and like you said before it's people that trust it takes a while to trust someone doesn't it yeah
1: absolutely and i think as Much as I love specialists, then in what I do and the industry we're in, it's quite difficult to make that sexy, especially all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, having something that, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just, but having something that people can relate to, mm. you know, whether it's a family, whether it's the dog, whether it's this, whether it's that. You know, I, I put up a, a post a good while ago, I found an old record bag when I was moving house, yeah, uh, and it just took me back to when I was DJing with vinyl and stuff like that. I put a post up about it. And the amount of DMs I got from CEOs, directors, yeah, level yeah. profile people who were going, Oh my God, you just brought back amazing memories. A lot of them didn't want to post publicly and WF, which yeah, is actually yeah. fine. But it just resonated with people. And then that that was a point of conversation for probably the next six months on when I was meeting people. Yeah. Um, and actually I've had two sides to the story. Now people come up and go, They'll come if I'm at an the event, they'll come up to the stand. Hi Dave, how are you doing? Oh my god, how's Henry? How's Gus? And that leads on to talking about business. Yeah. I was at a lunch uh, at the beginning of the year and I sat next to a broker who said, um, I've seen you on LinkedIn, but I don't actually know what you do. Well, brilliant. Because guess yeah. what? Let me what tell you. you. And it <laughs> was that, open, that conversation opener and it all, it all linked into... Was that a bit like path? Like passive aggressive, don't you know idea. I that awesome you do. Of course, <laughs> yeah. well, They're sending me business. So I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do say that actually, when we talk about like personal branding stuff, I'm not sure everyone knows the name of our company. Like they know everyone that works here, but they don't know. So we, I suppose, it's got to be like a happy medium of making sure you get your company brand out there as well. But I think it's not yeah. to know what you do is probably a bit much as well. Let's get story. Our titles <laughs> in the front of our uh, on our LinkedIn's as well as our yeah. So, what you mentioned before, like having the confidence to do it. And I know I, I say this a lot on podcasts, but it's really relevant because only 5% of people post on LinkedIn. So, you always assume everyone does it because you see the same people. But yeah. um, And it is tough at the beginning. So, what did you do to kind of get over those barriers of the fact that you're not confident, you don't really know what to post, um, you know, whether you do personal stuff and, and there's lots of, you don't want to look like an idiot, you know, that's obviously lots of people's um, kind of problems. Yeah, right. well, I mean, how I did think, you
1: overcome it? Well, one of the biggest topics through lockdown was my, my barnet and not getting a haircut, <laughs> <laughs> but, it be, but it became a thing. I've never All had of that. I've never had like, that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do it the other way around. Pull like my beard, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, it was just trying to find things that kind of made humour out of something mm-hmm. like, you know, that the amazon deliveries because we were in lockdown they were just constant and what well, it just tongue-in-cheek stuff but all yeah. linked in and yeah you know, or excuse the pun all linked into what what you're kind of doing but yeah. but i think it was just again knowing that i suppose to a degree we were actually at home and i wasn't going anywhere and if people didn't like it it didn't really matter because no one was going to come up to me and go what yeah what what's that about you <laughs> yeah um but but it worked really, and I think it was the person. And the, the, I think you know, when I first started doing it, there definitely was people. The keyboard warriors would start commenting. And I was going to say that. Did you ads. get any
0: trolls? Did you get any people that were nagging oh, about
1: it? Loads, really? and, and do you know what? It's funny over the period since starting that I've literally get nothing now. Very, yeah. very rarely. Very rarely. I think have made it um, if you can
0: get a troll. I've never
1: had any. I'm not if it's not controversial enough. I need oh, to It's, it's it. just it's mad. But I think what also worked for me, I, I. I wouldn't retaliate or just kill them mm. with kindness or go back and just be really patronising kind of <laughs> yeah. but, um, but yeah no it's I, I think it's it, the, the confidence thing was there but you like anything it's kind of you've got to put that first foot forward and mm. put yourself in the uncomfortable zone of doing something and then all of a sudden you're okay doing it I think
0: it's funny that people just assume that everyone that does it um is really comfortable with it and no I know one is
1: you can I get still doubt myself I still some things I post and I've got it all sorted and I'm like oh my god that's a really good idea I'm going to post that and then I'll come around like, overthinking I'm like oh no I shouldn't post that I shouldn't do that yeah do you know You're
0: what I, I would say to the team as well just send it yeah. just put it on don't I don't even look at the videos after I've done them because you'll start going oh you missed but I I arm um, and r ah, and everything and I, I repeat yeah, myself yeah. so I'm like if I edited everything it would just take me forever just yeah. film it send it if it resonates it resonates if it doesn't it doesn't. Nobody's going to trip you up. Either. You're not going to lose business out of doing a
1: bad video. Of unless you're not. You're not no. Massively it, controversial. And again, it's the human element. That, that is it. We're not robots. We are human. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you make mistakes. You don't get everything right all the time. You could do 100 takes and you still might not get it right. <laughs> you just go with it. Exactly that.
0: I think, I mean, mine are bad because my videos are, I speak to someone, I get excited by what we've talked about, but then I go on the video and I'm too excited and I, and I haven't really thought it through. I just want to get it out. And then I'm like, oh, I wish i had actually thought about what I was going to do before I did it. It makes sense. Cool. So let's go into um like the, the broker side of things. Because you speak to brokers every day, day in, day out, you know, trade shows, telephone, going to meetings. So let's, uh, most of the people that watch this are brokers. So um if anyone's relatively new or you know wanted, just wanted to improve what what do you think personally
1: what makes a good broker and what makes people stand out in this market socials is big for mm-hmm. any any broker now uh, at whatever level they're comfortable doing it but without that I think if you haven't got a good social presence you are, you're you're going to get lost um also if you're a new broker good luck because it's a tough market at the moment <laughs> but it doesn't but it doesn't mean there isn't business out there I think but do you not feel a, a, about, anything... the,
0: about the new brokers I think like this is not a bad time to join because if you can do it now and you can dig in for the next six, 12 months, whatever we're going to be. Yeah, yeah, imagine absolutely. how good you're going to be when it's when it's good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's, it's diversity, and your your model. It's, we, we had this when everything sort of went south last year that it would been such a market of going, do you want a two or five year fixed on a mortgage? Yeah. No one else has had to do anything outside because it's been the market we've been in. It's been a very comfortable playing. Yeah, about. yeah. And all of a sudden the landscape changed and everyone's like, wow, what do I do? What is this? What happens? Um, I honestly
0: think that's why some brokers have fallen by the wayside recently because I see some people absolutely thriving. I know no one's making record months. You know, not, No one's yeah. bullshitting about how well they're doing. But at the same time, yeah. people are thriving in the sense that they're picking up more business. They're being busier. But I've also seen a few fall by the wayside. And I genuinely think that is because they don't know how to work any differently. Because we had it yeah. relatively easy. And if you started in that time, and maybe poor training, etc., where you've just gone to a five-year fix, you've never heard of anything else. Um, I think that's why the guys are like the, the world is crumbling. But actually, you've just got to work a bit harder. You know, it's
1: just it's a tough Absolutely. market. And, and there's gold out there without a doubt. And, mm. and it's it's quite scary that you know the amount of brokers or percentage of brokers you speak to, and you go, well, how many clients you got on five-year fixed? Okay, when do you call them? Six months before? Okay, <laughs> they might not be there then. I'm, I'm just putting yeah, yeah. it out. But if you give them a call now and you ask for, you know, what's their current situation, what's their circumstances, how it changed, are they looking to reduce their outgoings? are they doing it, there are conversations better. and it's not just leading into what we do as a business. There's, you know, there's, there's insurance cover, there's life cover, there's all those kind of bit, all those conversations that could open up. Could be will writing cover because of things are be going on. Yeah, there's there's opportunities galore out there. You just got to be. How proactive many life in events mind. happen every
0: within five years?
1: There's so much isn't there.
0: Yeah. And you for you to go, you know. I'll just phone them then. And then some. I, I speak to some brokers who have been going sort of 10, you know ten, twelve years, and they're still buying leads. And I think if you just kept in contact with everyone for six every six months, you wouldn't need another lead for the rest yeah. of your life. Send a birthday card to everyone. You wouldn't need another lead for the rest of your life. Absolutely. But. It's crazy, isn't it? But again, we were very lucky that you just had a phenomenal amount of leads coming in. It was all two or five year fix, and so I think if you missed out on the relationship management side of things, you'll probably be you're probably feeling the effect now.
1: Well, I think that's that. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we do, you know, when we go out and and visit brokers and see brokers or you know for events and stuff like that, it's not really pushing positive as as a business. It's it's, it's really talking about the opportunities that are out there and actually how you, we can help with client retention how yeah. we can add revenue to that business um, by the products we're doing. If, if you're not offering that, you're probably not offering a full-rounded service. Yeah, and if they are not offering that, they're going elsewhere. And if they're going elsewhere, That's they are going yeah. every six months. you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so um, what, what else do you think, like, attributes-wise? I know, obviously, the socials are important, but talk about kind of the, the per- type of person you need to be to be a successful broker. What do you think – what do you see in your – your guys are smashing it. What, what do you see any kind of connection between there
1: – yeah, i mean i think there. if they're they're sort of a standalone broker or firm um you've got to be surrounded by the right people you've got to be networking as well um yeah i think that the networking side of things is is so vital i think that there's still a stigma around oh well, that's the competition i shouldn't be talking to them listen there's there's enough food out there for everyone's plate you've just got to be in the right areas picking up the right the right um the right menus but it's just yeah the, it, it's if you're bouncing off people and you're seeing what others are doing, successful people as well. If you're looking to grow or looking to learn, be around those people. They'll help you get to where you need to be to inadvertently as well. Or, you know, if you yeah, there's so many good individuals in our industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you turn around and say, that I'm struggling this area, I need to get a bit of help with this. People will offer a, a, a help in Oh, yeah, people idea. are
0: massively helpful. I don't think people even appreciate no. how much, especially successful people, it's a real trait of successful people that they yeah. want to share it, they want to share the wisdom, Absolutely. you know, they're happy to. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important that that brokers can understand they can go to other brokers. Yeah. Having said that, this is an interesting one, actually, I wanted to talk to you about, probably just because I was going to rant about it. But um, your, LinkedIn, your LinkedIn or your social media presence is very positive. Everything is, you know, you, you've got some humour in there, you know, if you're, if you've got your business in there, that kind of thing. I feel like some brokers are really missing the point when they moan about time spent on the phone or, you know, can't get hold of my package, you can't get hold of my lender. Um there is your strategy makes sense because you're aiming at brokers. But brokers aren't aiming at brokers. They're they're aiming at clients. So I feel like some of it's been really missed. So or there there's no strategy as such, but it's just been the point of social media's been missed, I think, by some some brokers.
1: Yeah, um, I feel and, and it's like everything you do. I suppose kind of what we do although we are typically talking to a broker about the products we can offer and how they can service their client bank. But if you're talking direct to the consumer, you've got to make that resonate with them. It's the same thing. You've just got to change the direction that your message is going in. The the end result is the same. Yeah. Um, But you've got to make it yeah, you've got to make it, I suppose, palatable for them um, and understand that they don't understand everything about a mortgage or a second child yeah, or yeah. a bridge or whatever it may be.
0: I don't think I've ever talked about recruitment problems. Um, because no one cares. Right? No one cares about my problems. My clients care about their problems and how I can fix them. So it seems Absolutely. strange to go on and say, God, Santander nightmare. Like I I don't care. Yeah. I want you to fix yeah, my mortgage. Yeah, yeah. I want to see your positives about your case studies about how much you can do. And I think sometimes I don't know if that's other industries, because I'm only connected to brokers. But it seems it really happens a lot with brokers where they ju- they just talk about their their problems so wherever other brokers can go. And I get that, but like you've got a bit of a nice network where you can go, yeah, I agree, you know, they are rubbish, or yeah, it has taken a long time, the service levels have dropped. But I think they're missing the point of social media in the sense that we still need to sell, we still need to make money, um, and you're not going to do that by moaning.
1: And I and also think, you know, if a lender is struggling, which you know the lenders yeah. do, they do it all the time, Um by someone posting on social media about it, it might get it off their chest, but it's not going to change anything. No, no. It's not going to go, change oh their God.
0: CRM system because
1: everyone... everyone's just posting on LinkedIn. We better sort this out. Come on, <laughs> yeah, someone's oh. tagged me in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I do. I, with, I the only thing I would say the moaning helps with is the, well, not helps with, but the conditional selling from estate agents. I think brokers do need to get together to to uh, kind of.
1: But I think the difference on that is that's an education and an yes. awareness piece. And then, what, what with that, I'm, I'm fully supportive of that, that's calling out bad practice. 100%. That's I think there's nothing wrong with tagging itself. people that do
0: it. I think if, yeah. you're, if you're doing something that's against the rule, you're, you're actually against the regulation, then absolutely yeah. tag away. And I don't think they can yeah, do anything not. about it. They can't, you know, it's not, um, I don't think they can t- take you to court or anything because you're actually doing something that is genuine. No. You know, you've got proof, your customers are telling you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and then the more that this bad practice is shouted about and and shared, well, inevitably, at some point, someone's going to have to do something about it or it's going to stop and be removed. If they ever will. Yeah. Countrywide Connells continue to do it (laughs) and no one's going to pick them for it. No matter how much.
0: There there was an internal, they had an internal investigation, didn't they? Funnily enough, they didn't find any proof, which is strange. Yeah, it's like those internal investigations. They're very clever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... I tell you what we always also get especially the recruits. like can you see that the sun has changed direction again i'm now I know, there you that go. Come up? Oh, i'm now in like an angel light there yeah. you go
1: heaven's
0: um, door has just opened up again <laughs> yeah uh not now jesus i'm a podcast. um can so talk to me we get a lot of mortgage brokers that um want to go to the bdm world mm. and it's a tough gig because it's a smaller industry there's more brokers you kind of you've got to go for the right reasons but what do you think the transferable skills are to go into that kind of that at BDM world and what would, what would help brokers, what they need to think about when when potentially moving over?
1: Well, I think from a broker's perspective, the the, the plus they're going to have is knowledge of the market, so yeah. lender knowledge, depending on what you're going into, how much of that is transferable, but it's all relative. I mean, look, every, every meeting I go to, I'll sit in front of a, a traditional mortgage broker. I will probably walk out learning something from that meeting. The broker won't realise they've taught me anything, but I'll yeah. always be looking to understand... More about what they're doing because I, I'm not in their world and they're not in my world. That's why we work together. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, you've got if you're if you're a people person, which you need to be to be a BDM or account manager, because it's relationship built. And if you're a good broker, you have good relationships, so it's transferable. If you know the market, if you're a good broker, hopefully you do. You can transfer that across as well. And, and again, it is just the networking, getting yourself out, constantly having an ability, a, a hunger to learn. Um, you know, podcasts. Events, being at stuff, and constantly just soaking up everything you can. Do
0: you think that's actually one of the main things that I didn't really think about? You've got to kind of plan maybe years ahead if you do want to change into that BDM side of things because you need to be known, don't you? Because you've got to stand out. Yeah, not a lot stands out for if if you're two mortgage brokers and no one knows you, then um, realistically. It's the, it's the guy that does the network and It's the guy that's already been in effect, or, you know, the guy that has a social media presence. So, absolutely, it's kind yeah. of a long-term strategy to move into it, rather than like I'm a bit bored, want to be BDM. I do, really, uh, yeah. I do speak to some that um, have kind of lost the love of speaking to clients. I think that's probably that's probably true, um, yeah. but I don't think that's a great
1: reason to move over. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have to want to help people. I think if you've lost the love of talking to clients, well, you're still going to talk to clients. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beat us two rather. you yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think there's there's a lot of um unison in what in both sides of that. Uh, yeah, you just, I think you just got to be hungry and you've got to have a good work ethic. If you're not prepared to work, and and also the company you decide to go and work for um if you're going to go and work for a, a small boutique lender um that no one knows of you're going to have a tough and probably quite a lonely job yeah. um if you if it doesn't mean you have to be with a, a fully well-known brand etc but if you're with a company who's you know well-known established or is up and coming then you you're going to set yourself up think you that's for, a good
0: place to start for brokers that are looking to move over maybe that smaller because i don't realistically um as much as we we say it can be done there are bdms looking for work you know, so yeah. to to move from a broker to a BDM, is it going to be more like a a, a role that perhaps isn't as uh, interesting for a BDM? Do you think, or do, or do you think you just have to try
1: try your luck? Well, I think it's it's one of those. I mean, if you're if you're moving across to become a BDM to a lender and you've got a little black book you can bring with you that's mm-hmm. going to help you out, brilliant. If you're going in blind, you're going to have probably a bit of a tough gig to go on, and also. Because the lender's not going to be known that well, you're going to find it tougher to get in front of brokers to actually talk about the lender unless you've got some amazing USP in the market. But let's be honest, there's a lot of lenders out there that all merge into the same kind of criteria, right? So if it's that situation, then you've got a tough gig on your hand and it's probably going to be quite lonely. Um, there's probably going to be quite a lot of pressure on you because it's a small lender just starting up. And there's I don't think be, people yeah.
0: take that into account actually with BDMs. I think brokers think that they've got quite an easy role because you're handing out donuts, et cetera. But yeah. like you just said, then it's quite a lonely role. Yeah. You know, you're going in, you're not, it's not like a broker where you're sat with your well, sat with your peers every day and, you know, talking about different roles and that kind of thing. You're, yeah, you're absolutely
1: exactly. The, the the one thing I love about the job that we do, uh, sort of being on the road, uh, you know, uh, or being at home, is that you you're out and about. You're not tied to a desk. The thing no. I miss about it is being around a desk with everyone and yeah, yeah. everyone's right. ideas and banter and whatever else is going on. So it's a real catch. Always try and t- talk to the team daily, just to catch up. And it's not even just about you know work. Yeah, obviously want to know what they're up to and doing up. But are they okay? What are they doing? What they've done they on the weekend? Because you don't have them conversations. No, I know.
0: I always think that it's as much the same as working from home. You, you miss the chair turn situations where, yeah. uh, especially when you can help someone, I think, you, yeah. I think there are people missing out on being helped by senior people because you've got to set up a Teams meeting for it as opposed to, i uh, much the same as when you're telling someone they've done something right. If you can turn on yeah. your chair and say, that's not right, can we do this? It's much more palatable than setting up a meeting because then all of a sudden it's a serious thing, isn't it? Because you've a serious to set up thing, a yeah. to talk. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I suppose there's, there's kind of swings and roundabouts with both the working from home BDM kind of situations. Um, that's been really useful David I ask everyone this um, at the end if you've got I know you're not a broker um, but as it's the same question I'm gonna ask anyway um, if a new brokers come into the market you can give them one tip um, to be successful what would
1: it be speaks positive Lend him. <laughs> <laughs> now I, 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 I as much as I, I do that I, I think be open mm. to other ways of helping clients don't be scared there's still an element especially I suppose if you're new um don't be scared of specialist finance or alternative finance solutions yeah because they will lead you into different client banks don't be scared about going and speaking to solicitors and and lawyers and estate agents to look at lead referral systems you know look at land look at development look at auction look at other that's ways you can if you've never done
0: it, isn't it but like you say you just need to speak to people you need to get but,
1: but then that's where the brokers talks to us as yeah. said, we don't push the positive model we push, this is how it works, this is how we can help you. Yeah. This is the customer journey. This is what it looks like. Want us to come with us on a joint meeting with you? We'll come and do it. All that kind of stuff to help hold their hand and get them into the situation where they can actually be more comfortable around it.
0: Amazing. Good stuff. So don't don't be um shielded to uh stuff you're not used to. I understand that as well. You know, these Resi guys who've always made their money from Resi and they don't know any different like it is quite daunting, but it's the same as social media or anything else you're gonna do. You've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable initially. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, Put on. Amazing, thank you, David. I appreciate that, and um, thank you everyone for listening on Spotify and watching on YouTube. Um, all of David's socials and uh, positive lending, etc., will be on the uh, on the website and on the um, on the YouTube, and also on the on the marks that we send out. And um, I really appreciate your time for today, David. Thanks very much. Top
1: man, Marcus. Thank you, mate. Yeah, speak to you later. Bye.